This is Soul Searching, Gay essay radio show of the year in 2016. Here we explore all spiritual, psychological and wellness matters that matter. I'm a therapist, NLP practitioner and coach of many years experience and I understand the challenges life throws at you in this fast-paced modern world. This show always offers you some alternative ideas, new ways of looking at life and practical solutions that you can use to redesign your life for the better. Personal growth isn't always easy. It requires that you do a bit of real soul-searching by conducting a penetrating self-examination of your motives, convictions and attitudes. You should regularly challenge your personal beliefs and thoughts to open your mind to fresh ideas and free thinking. I don't mind asking awkward questions on your behalf. I readily poke holes in rigid belief systems and challenge the way the world taught you to think. But I don't expect you to give up your sacred beliefs and I don't even mind if you disagree with me. Healthy debate is enriching and I'm glad that you are part of our online community. So express your views on our digital media platforms that I'll share with you at the end of the show. Please remember, if you like the show, share it with others. I'm Tom Budge. The theme of our show today is Faith Healing, Workings of Holy Spirit or Hypnosis. A young man stands in the front row of a crowded stadium, arms reaching above his shoulders and the palms of his hands turned upwards. He's casually but neatly dressed, well-groomed and wears polished shoes. The ambiance in the noisy venue is electrifying. It's loud and emotionally overwhelming. Tears stream down his face. Everyone repeats the blessings delivered by one man on the stage dressed only in white. He's the only person on the stage who dresses this way. He's flanked by a contingent of large men dressed in dark suits. They look like bodyguards, but in fact, they are his helpers. A large orchestra fills the back of the stage, providing dramatic, emotive music, and a choir bellows out the hymns to their accompaniment. The man tells his disciples what to expect. The Lord works through me, he exclaims. When I wave my hand like this, he sweeps his hand in front of his body in a large, slow arc, when I do this, you will feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. You may not understand this, I don't either. I don't either. But when the Lord talks to me, I obey Him. It's just that simple. There's nothing more to it. Thus primed, he walks along the front of the stage, from one side all the way to the other, waving his hand as if dispensing abundant Holy Spirit to the faithful followers. With each sweep of his hand, members of the audience directly in front of him collapse backwards. A cascade of falling people that propagates outwards like a Mexican wave at a sports event. Take it! Take it! Take it! Take it! Take that audience! Marakate Pialbakanti Mante Remo. Take the fresh breath of the spirit! One of the burly men fetches the young man and leads him onto the stage. 
and, with fake tears of sadness, introduces him to the preacher. Talk to me. Pastor, this young man was called into the ministry. This young man was in a seminary, filled with the Holy Spirit, fell into sin, committed a homosexual act, became a homosexual, got hooked on drugs, for the, flat, the last three years. Look at the part yes, of God going on here. For the last three years. For the last three years, he has been struggling with drugs. He believes God has delivered him tonight. He said if the Lord didn't deliver him, he was going to take his life because he's tried it again. He tried it before. But I must say, Benny Hinn, born Tufik Benedictus Hinn, in 1952 in Jaffa, Israel, calls the young man's name, Stephen, and the grief-stricken fellow, his sins thus exposed in front of the congregation and before God, is overwhelmed and cries out loud. Stephen. <laughs> I've never felt the Lord so close to me on the platform. There's not a sickness, there's not a bondage, there's not a problem he won't correct. Young man, Jesus Christ makes you whole, young man. Jesus Christ makes you whole. Touch! That final word unleashes what appears to be a shockwave of energy, knocking the young man to the ground where he then lies motionless. Hin proceeds to cleanse him while thousands gasp in awe at the mighty display of the Holy People, Jesus is here. Lift your hands and love him. Homosexuality will not have this young man. Three! Give the Lord a mighty shout! There is no doubt about the importance of religion in the lives of the majority of South Africans. Generally speaking, religious freedom is respected in South Africa, and the relationship between religion and the state is healthy and mutually constructive. The South African Commission for the Promotion and Protection of the Rights of Cultural, Religious and Linguistic Communities, better known as the CRL Commission, had arranged a dialogue with others to seek understanding of this phenomenon. The Council has a three-pronged mandate that covers the cultural, religious and language rights of all South Africans. The CRL Commission contacted me, asking if I would participate in their dialogue on the 15th of March. The meeting has some very specific aims. To understand a. the phenomenon of prophecy, healing, miracles, magic and deliverance. b. what effect it might have on religious followers. c. whether it might be used as a means of capturing people. d. 
Is it the workings of the Holy Spirit or just states of trance? E. To understand what trance is and how it is induced. F. While people are more likely to subject themselves to this phenomenon, either in religious settings or elsewhere. G. Whether this phenomenon is religious practice or cult. And finally H. To determine the extent to which the phenomenon occurs. I chose to do this show on this theme because the research used here would form part of the preparation I needed to do for my appearance before the Commission. I trust that it edifies you. While certain parts of Christianity claim this phenomenon to be the workings of the Holy Spirit, the spectacle forms part of other religions and cultural rites too. Many ancient shamanic, tribal and Celtic dance rituals overloaded the cognitive experience, forcing the participants into trance. This was sometimes enhanced through the ingestion of certain trance-inducing chemical preparations like magic mushrooms, herbal preparations and inhalants. Subjects are disassociated from reality. They commonly regress into some altered state of awareness. They are deeply motivated by the social context. They enter a permissive state by surrendering to the experience and they readily assume the role expected of them. Colleen Ward, in a research paper, Taipusam in Malaysia, a psychoanthropological analysis of ritual trance, ceremonial possession and self-mortification processes, studied the Hindu rituals practiced by the devotees of Lord Murugan. They carry their offerings to the deity while in ecstatic trance, allowing their bodies to be pierced and decorated with needles, hooks and skewers in an expression of faith and loyalty. Despite extensive piercing, devotees rely on ritual trance to control pain and bleeding. A key aspect of the Commission's inquiry is whether these phenomena are really the workings of the Holy Spirit or other deities or whether they can be explained in hypnotic terms. Darren Brown, a well-known British mentalist, uses psychology, magic, misdirection, suggestion and hypnosis in his popular BBC shows as tools to achieve some very spectacular outcomes. He, with brutal honesty, categorically states that none of his acts use any form of spiritual mysticism. One of his shows aims to debunk faith healing. Today you are going to witness the miraculous. These are faith healing miracles and I'm going to show you how to perform them. Darren, this is Ian. Mm -hmm. He's been blind since birth. Been blind since birth. And how old are you now, Ian? Uh, 46. This man is 46. He has been blind since birth. This man has never been able to see. He doesn't know what it's even like to be able to see. Take a step forward for me. Let's start praying. Father, I command those devils of blindness to come out of this man. I command in Jesus' name those devils of blindness to leave this man in Jesus' holy name. Spirit, fall upon this man. Heal this man. Bring him back up. Bring him back up. Come forward. Come forward. Come forward. Father, open this man's eyes. Ian, 
How many fingers am I holding up? Tell me how many fingers. Two. He sees. Lord be praised, this man sees. Ian, I've got a handkerchief. Take the handkerchief from me. Take it from me. Follow me around. Come on, follow me around. Somebody praise the Lord. This man can see his sight is restored. These are the miracles. Who believes in miracles? Ian has genuinely been blind since birth. Like most registered blind people, he has some impaired vision. And with the right lighting, he can see blurred shapes and colours, enough to see the number of fingers I was holding against my dark jacket. Tell me how many fingers. Two. Enough to see my bright handkerchief. And of course, his hearing helps him follow me around the room. Follow me around. Come on, follow me around. These major miracles are created by allowing the audience to be misled about the extent of someone's real condition, then presenting things they can already do as evidence of change, when actually they're just the same as they were before. Apparently, mystical phenomena aren't limited to hypnosis and religious rituals only. The world of trance is broad, and its induction occurs in many ways. Through trauma, as a side effect of drugs, as entry into and out of sleep, and also by suggestion. I find it intriguing that the CRL Commission is interested in the link between religious practices, purporting to be workings of the Holy Spirit, and hypnosis. They are asking for comment on the following questions. 1. Does hypnotherapy exist? 2. How is it manifested? 3. Is there a logical explanation between religion and hypnotherapy? 4. Are there incidents or cases reported that we see religious or just mere hypnotism? And five, is there any magic in all of this? Starting with their last question, is there any magic in all of this? And I guess what they are asking here is whether hypnotically induced trance is a mystical phenomenon or not. Well, the simple answer is no, it's not. But to properly understand hypnosis, we must step back a little to get a sense of what trance is. Trance is an induced psychological state of mind in which consciousness is fragile and voluntary action is poor or missing. It is a state resembling deep sleep. The body is often in a state of catalepsy. There is detachment from one's physical surroundings. There is hyper or enhanced suggestibility, extreme disassociation, often to the point of appearing unconscious. With this definition, meditation, hypnosis, addictions and charisma are all seen as trance states. Weir, in his 2007 book, The Way of Trance, adds ecstasy as an additional form and discusses the ethical implications of his model, including magic and government misuse, which he terms trance abuse. Dr. Michael D. Yapko, the author of the book Essentials of Hypnosis, is a clinical psychologist and well-researched authority on hypnosis. He writes about the difficulties of finding a unified definition for hypnosis, both as a transitive verb, meaning the process of inducing trance, and as a noun, describing the resultant trance-like state of hypnosis. Does dissociation adequately describe the hypnosis phenomenon? Yapko describes dissociation as one theory of trance. Dr. Arnold Ludwig, the author of the book The Psychobiological Functions of Dissociation, says... 
Dissociation represents the fundamental psychobiological mechanism underlying a wide variety of altered forms of consciousness, including hypnosis. Ludwig explains that there is great individual and species survival value in dissociation. It is the lack of normal integration of thoughts, feelings and experiences into consciousness and memory. Traumatic experiences may automatically cause dissociative symptoms. Some of the cognitive phenomena associated with dissociation appear to be dependent on the person's emotional or attentional context. Does psychological regression describe the hypnosis phenomenon? Yepko also speaks of hypnosis as a special form of psychological regression, characterized by a shift to more primitive, primary process thinking and increased transference to the hypnotist as an almost archetypical authority. Is hypnosis really just a form of relaxation? Although Yapko says that relaxation is considered the source from which all hypnotic phenomena are derived, I'm not entirely convinced, because in 2007 I induced anesthesia under hypnotic trance for a tonsillectomy that was carried out on a woman at the Mill Park Hospital in Johannesburg. Dr. Dial conducted the operation in just over half an hour and did so entirely without chemical anesthetics of any kind. The subject couldn't have been further away from a state of relaxation. Does socio-cognitive phenomenon describe hypnosis? Yapko mentions this phenomenon as another possible explanation of what hypnosis is. He says, socio-cognitive perspectives hold that hypnosis is not a particular or unique experience, but is defined only by the social context in which it is evident, and through the manner in which responses are deemed hypnotic by participants who label it as such. Is a hypnotized person merely in a permissive state? Subjects permit the hypnotist to direct their experiences, expressing little or no will of their own. Yapko says the client is expected to respond as completely as possible to the guidance of the clinician, thus operating in a secondary, reactive role in the relationship. In essence, the client has been viewed as a passive receptacle for the authoritarian clinician's suggestions. Is hypnosis merely role-playing? Writing many years ago, Yapko said, there is a considerable amount of confusion and speculation over whether there really is a condition of human experience that can be called hypnosis. Graphs of brain waves, measurements of biochemical changes in the body, and objective readings on the activity of the nervous system are ambiguous at best in helping to define the phenomenon. The nature of hypnosis is extremely subjective and, to date, has been resistant to objective measurements. Thus, there are some theorists who have adopted a particular socio-cognitive perspective, suggesting that hypnosis, as a separate and unique entity of consciousness, does not really exist at all. In their view, there is hypnosis only when someone is willing to role-play it. Is hypnosis an altered state of consciousness? Turning to Yapka again as the expert, he says, the experience of hypnosis has also been conceptualized as an altered state of consciousness. In this perspective, 
The hypnotic state is considered to be a unique and separate state of consciousness relative to one's normal state of consciousness. In this view, hypnosis is a state that is artificially created by the induction process, which alters the person's phenomenological experience through the narrowing of attention to the offered suggestions. It's all a bit of a mouthful, I know, but scientists struggle to find a unified definition of hypnosis. My personal favorite is, hypnosis is an altered state of mind where conscious criticism is bypassed, leaving the subject more susceptible to suggestion. This one-sentence definition embraces the notions of fragile consciousness, poor voluntary action, sleep-like states, catalepsy, heightened suggestibility, detachment from surroundings, and extreme dissociation. Hypnosis can be induced by oneself, then called auto-suggestion, or by a hypnotist, another person who has the skill to hypnotize. So, to answer the CRL Commission's question, does hypnotherapy exist, one can easily reply that trance exists and, as far back in our history as we can go, has always been part of the human experience. Whether hypnosis exists or not is an answer that's a tad more complicated to give. Firstly, it does exist as the transitive verb, to hypnotize. Hypnotizing a subject puts the person into a trance state, examples and demonstrations are plentiful, but there is a subtle difference between being under hypnosis and being in trance. Under hypnosis, subjects have heightened susceptibility to suggestion and readily take cues from the hypnotist carrying out the commands more readily than the subject might otherwise have done in a fully awakened state of consciousness. In short, does hypnosis exist? And the answer is, yes, it does, although it is difficult to define. However, the CRL Commission's question isn't, does hypnosis exist, but rather, does hypnotherapy exist? Whenever a hypnotist makes positive suggestions to a hypnotized subject, expressly aiming to alleviate a condition, improve a pattern of behavior, and or change the body's response to thoughts, one defines this kind of therapy as hypnotherapy. The South African Health Professions Act, Act 56 of 1974, subsection 2G, mentions hypnosis and hypnotherapy, but the Act does not provide any legal definition of these terms. So sorry about the cliffhanger in this show. It's not my usual style to end abruptly. But it can't be helped, as there is so much that needs to be said about hypnosis before I can help you unpack what happened in the Benny Hinn example I gave you in the early part of the show. There's no choice. You'll have to listen to the conclusion of this topic in part two broadcast next week at the same time on this radio station.
you for listening to Soul Searching here on Gay SA Radio. Your comments and suggestions help shape the show, and I'm always happy to receive them. Write to me at studio at gayessayradio.co.za or post on the station's social media platforms using the hashtag GaySARadio. My Twitter handle is at TWEBudge. This program premieres on Sundays at 5 p.m. and repeats the following Sunday at 8.30 a.m. A full set of podcasts in the series is available on the station's website, gaysaradio.co.za. Stay right here on Gay SA Radio for all your favorite music, discussions, lifestyle facts, and the latest news. My name is Tom Budge. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>